You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Have you been struggling to kind of keep your focus towards something that you know is important to you? Is there been a situation where you feel like you know what you need to get done, but at the end of the day, you're just not able to. At the end of the week, you're just not able to. At the end of the month, sometimes you're not able to. That you realize that you do have inherent motivation to really achieve everything that you want in your life, but for whatever reason, that inherent motivation doesn't translate into external action. Or even when it does translate into external action, it feels like it's really sporadic. It's very piecemeal, that it happens sometimes and that it doesn't happen sometimes. If that is something that has been happening for you, know that you're not alone. In today's time, we are constantly distracted. We have something that wants our attention all of the time. And because of that, what we find ourselves doing is often, even when we know what is the best thing for us to do, we end up doing things that are not necessarily the best things for us to do, but they're just things that we get done. And this is not only happening for coaches. This is happening for everyone. High performers have the same challenge. How many times have you woken up in the morning with an agenda in your mind? You're clear, today is my day that I get this done. But before you even get to the office, before even you get to your work desk, something else or someone else takes away your attention. It's even worse when we don't know what we're building or we kind of know what we're building, but we're not certain of it, say your business. And then constantly you're being interrupted by different directions and different individuals telling you how you should be building a business or what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, how you should be doing, how you shouldn't be doing. And that puts us into this unique position of having too much information. We have so many ideas. We know so many strategies. We know so many things that we can potentially do that now we are crippled by choices. We are crippled by too much data and too many actions to be taken at any given time, causing us to feel overwhelmed and then we feel distracted again. And this situation is not going to go away. Information is going to get cheaper. Information is going to become more and more available. And the more available information becomes, the cheaper the information becomes, easier for us to get distracted and stay distracted. And this is where the first principle of being able to get things done while being distracted or having a distracted brain kicks in. And that is to understand the difference between external stimulus and internal drive. You see, as humans, we thrive in a community. And when you thrive in a community, you're always constantly stimulated by your external circumstances. Somebody is telling you something. Somebody wants something from you. Somebody wants to give you something. And because of those things, we are constantly in a stimulus mode. We are constantly being stimulated by the external environment, but more and more and more and more. And it feels so very overwhelming when you are in a state of receiving more and more input, which is why a great way to get stuff done, even when you have a distracted brain, is to resist or completely separate yourself from external stimuli and completely tune into internal compass. Now, there are many ways to do it. Some simple ways is to have clear self-boundaries and boundaries with others. What does that mean? 
Self-boundaries means simple things. And these are things that I do. These are things that individuals that have distracted brains, I invite them to do. Is put hard measures on when and how you use your phone. There are certain hours in the day that you get to use your phone. The other hours, you put your phone away, far away, where you don't see it, so you, the notifications won't pop on your phone. You may feel like, hey, but that's how I communicate with the world legend. That's how I work. But if you are trying to give your mind, your brain, some sense of focus, it is important for you to not find tools around you that will distract you. Your phone is going to distract you. Notifications on your computer is going to distract you. A smell of great tasting food is going to distract you. So move away from all such things that may distract your brain so you can focus on the singular task that you need to get done at that particular time. So that's a simple internal boundary. But you also need very good external boundaries. And because we live in a social setting, we have partners, we have friends, we have people that influence our lives on a day-to-day basis. So even when you are being very conscious and you're creating boundaries for yourself, Sometimes people around you will give you data that you don't need. If there's certain information that you don't want, if there's certain reality you don't want to associate yourself with, if there's certain times you don't want such information, you need to be able to set containers, set context, so you can insulate yourself and you are not put into environments that would be externally stimulating. Which brings me to the second thing, which is often what happens is we think that focus is this one thing. And focus means you focus for hours and hours and hours. And it may have been at a point that that was possible, that there was possibility of us sitting down on the computer and being focused for two, three hours on a project. But the way we are structured in the world today, I find it almost impossible for any of us to bring that kind of focus to the table. It's very rare that we even get a two-hour chunk where we could just dedicatedly do something. It has to be scheduled. You have to turn off all notifications. You have to be like really mindful to get two, three hours of focus time, which is, and especially if you're in a position where you are expected to make decisions, if you are in a position where you are responsible for some great things, it's very difficult for you to find two, three, four-hour chunks, half a day, just with focus time. So while it would be amazing if you can find those four hours, what I'm finding is if you instead choose intensity of focus, which is to take a smaller chunk of time and then create a focus window, if I may call it that, and then intensify all of your focus in that period of 30 minutes, 25 minutes, and do everything you can to deliver to the task that you need to deliver to, you will find that you can still play along with your distractibility, that you are not constrained by your distractions, but you are actually empowered. Now, what we're also finding is because of the new tools like AI, a lot of work can be done in a small window that otherwise would be very difficult to do. You can write faster, you can edit faster, you can create faster, you can think faster. You don't have to sit with an empty sheet of paper. You can actually design and get things started much, much faster, much, much quicker, which brings us to a really, really interesting place and really gets us to reevaluate what focus even means and what distraction even means. Distraction previously would look like, oh, you cannot focus on anything for an hour. But in today's time, if you're just being real with how our minds have become really fast, how we have become really fast, how quickly we can now analyze information, how quickly we can gather data, how quickly we can have tools that will analyze the data for us, you don't need 45, 50 minutes, one hour, five hours of focus time. You need 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 25 minutes, 45 minutes. So now what I'm finding is if you reframe what focus is, you will be able to utilize your capability focus a lot better. 
most of us, because we cannot find an hour, let's say, of focus time, we decide not to focus because we go, oh, I don't have any time today to focus on anything. Why? Because we think, well, focus means an hour of something. In the modern world, that's not what it means. What focus now means is, can you get a set of tasks done with all your intention in a period of time? That's what focus is. Focus is not about the amount of time you give to something, but can you do that task? So, for example, if you were to, say, write your next YouTube video, you're like, hey, listen, I want to write YouTube videos and I want to do YouTube videos and I want to get started on it. Previously, you will have to sit down and write from scratch. Hey, this is what I want to cover. What did I would do? What would be the structure of the video? Right now, I can go to something like a chat GPT and type in, hey, I'm trying to start a new YouTube channel in the coaching field. What would be the structure or potential structures of videos that I could create? Now, ChatGPT will give me probably four or five different structures that I can utilize that otherwise would take me several hours of focus time to actually find by watching many different videos. And that's just one of the tools. There's hundreds of tools like these that help you solve hundreds of problems that otherwise would take hours and hours of time, but now can take minutes. You just have to be interested in understanding what is the focus that I want to create? What is the focus that I'm interested in? What's the result that I want at the end of the focus time that I'm going to have? And not worry so much about the entire duration of the time because now time works differently with the new tools that are out there in the market for us. Which brings me to my final point today, which is often when we are building a career or we are mid-phase in a career, what would happen is we'll meet other people from similar career. You're, say, a third year in your business. You might meet somebody who's eighth year in the business. This might be your first year in business. You might meet somebody who's three or five years into the business. And what would happen is a person who's three or five years into the business would tell you, hey, listen, this is what you should do in your business. And what you will find is often what the person who is five years in the business, their business play is completely different to what your business play should be. You don't want to focus on what the person is saying, I'm doing what today. You want the person to give you, if they're giving you education, on what they did then. And here's the reason why. Businesses go through stages. There's different stages that needs different caliber of individual, different qualities that you need to have, different skill set that you need to have. When you are a new coach, you would work long hours. But if you really look at the work that you're doing, you will find that you're not actually working. You're either doing work, work. Work, work simply means that you are either prospecting, either you're doing sales calls, or you might be coaching a client, right? That's work, work. The second thing that you might be doing is skill building. Skill building is where you're trying to learn how to do something for the first time. And so it takes a really long amount of time. If you ever tried to make a video for the first time, you might record tons of videos and not be happy with them. You might want to record videos, but not really be satisfied or not turn the camera on and so forth because you are skill building. You might be learning a ton of programs because you're trying to skill build to go, how do I even do this? How do I even think about this? Right? So that's you skill building. That's second thing. That's not actually you working, right? If you were to qualify work, work, and this is skill building. And the third thing that you're doing is mostly overcoming your mindset and your fears which look like you sitting on a computer trying to do things, but you're not able to do things. These are things that you would often call yourself as procrastinator, or you would say you're procrastinating. You might feel this as an overwhelm, or you will call yourself as a person that just doesn't have it. <laughs> All of those things are you fighting your current mindset to get into a stage where you can do things that will help you build skills, get over those fears so you can work work, right? 
So these three things are happening for a new coach, somebody who's just getting started, right? Even if you're in the third month of your business, that's probably what you're doing. If you really break down your day, that's what you do. And in the third category, sometimes you would do things that are not important to the business, but you will end up doing. Like, for example, you might say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make videos, but for that, I need a flip chart, right? And so I'm going to go get some flip charts. Now, let's think about just somebody who's two years into business or three years into business. They will feel like they can get a lot more work work done because they've already overcome that mindset. They already know where they will fall. They already are aware of what are the fears and what are some of the results that they've gotten of getting over fear and all that fun stuff. They have definitely built skills. So anything that takes you three hours to do as a new coach, they might be able to do it in like 20 minutes, right? So what you want to be interested and curious about is where is somebody in their business journey? Because when you are building a business, a lot of the times, You're working on your mind to be able to overcome some of the patterns that you've created so you can be better at what you do. And you're also taking a lot of time in building skill. So yes, a new coach may look like they're working for 10 hours and a seasoned coach may only work for two, three or four hours, right? It's not because they are superiorly intelligent. They've just done all of the journey that you were doing before. But once you also understand that you, when you're new, you're actually doing three different things, you will realize you also don't work a lot of hours. You only work two, three hours a day. The rest of the time, either you're skill building or you're working on your mindset. Now, when you get clear about these things, now it's much easier for you to allocate time, right? Because you can say, okay, so I have to build skills, right? And because I have to build skills, I don't have to find focus time to build skills. Building skills is an action-oriented thing. How can I go out and do some action? And even if it's not contextual to coaching, if I sell something else, I'm going to get better at sales because now I'm mindful of it, right? If I'm working on my mindset, I could be doing that while I take a walk, while I watch a program by Ajit, or while I do my training, one of my certifications, or while I listen to a book or listen to a podcast like this one, right? You're skill building automatically. You're working on your mindset automatically by doing these other chunks. Now, you don't ask yourself, hey, how do I find two hours of focus time? You don't need two hours of focus time because eventually you're only going to work two hours a day because in these two hours a day, you'll do all the prospecting you can because now you're not trying to have a day of prospecting. You're saying, in two hours, I'm going to make the list. I'm going to send out my first batch of emails. In two hours, I'll find all the events and sign up for them right? And you're going to use tools to be able to do them faster every single time you get into it. Now, you're not challenged by your mind telling you you are distracted as a person. You are not distracted as a person if you are interested as a person. If you understand how and what is really happening, if you ask nuanced questions on what is really happening here, what am I really doing? You'll find that you can actually focus very effectively for a short burst of time Because even the most distracted minds can focus on something for a short burst of time. And this will also lead you to not question your capabilities that, oh, I'm a distracted person, so I can't really get A, B, C, D, E done. No, you're not a distracted person. If you want a strong bout of focused time, pretty much nobody is able to do that. For the matter, it's actually in your favor when you can think about many things at the same time Because when you do focus, when you do increase the intensity of focus for the 25 minutes, you see everything come together. Everything that you've studied before that, everything that you have known before that, all the experience that you have before that. But you give yourself just a small burst of intense focus, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever is possible for you. And you will find that you no longer have a distracted mind.